Hello, and welcome to Dear Chelsea, featuring Chelsea Handler and Brandon. Hello. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, sweetheart. How's your day going? Not great. Pretty annoyed today, Yeah. actually. That's okay. You have a lot of reasons to be annoyed. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, Brandon. There's been a lot happening to you recently, so let's... It's okay to be in a bad mood. Just accept it and I'm you know, acknowledging it. Acknowledging I'm it, it. Know that it will pass. Yep. You're gonna have a rough day and it will be gone tomorrow, most likely. And you've had a rough week. You know who else is having a rough time? Who? Alex Rodriguez. Did you hear about somebody took a picture of him taking a shadubi in his apartment and then decided to post it all over the internet? I was not aware, but I'm sure that's a welcome distraction from his Jennifer Lopez news. I would say that that is a terrible thing to do to another person. Like, who took that photo and then posted it? Like, honestly, you know, our society is so fucked up. But I would say that if that were to happen to somebody, if it had to happen to somebody, I think it should be Alex Rodriguez. He's probably thrilled that this is the new headline and not him and... Jennifer Lopez or Jennifer Lopez hanging out with Ben Affleck. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's not thrilled about that, but I'm sure he's not thrilled about hearing rumors about his ex-girl. What Were they married? No. They were no. engaged. They were engaged, yes. Yeah. So I just don't care for him. I feel the same way about Alex Rodriguez. I find him very off-putting, and I don't know why so many women are so into him. I don't like his body shape. I don't like his demeanor. Well, I'm glad you said that about his body shape because I also don't like it and I don't know why, but I've met him once and I was icked out when I met him and I'm still icked out by him. Even I just don't understand a lot of Jennifer Lopez's choices romantically, though. They never make sense to me. Really? Her and Mark Anthony, oh, yeah. Casper, yeah, the backup dancer. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? It's like there's a trend here that she's dating people that are, one, not in her league, and two obviously not a romantic match. Yeah, I don't understand the rebounding. I don't understand, like, when you break up, having sex with your ex-boyfriend. Like, I don't get that. Like, why? You well, can't you know, wait her, two weeks without having sex and then contact your her ex-boyfriend? Her and Ben Affleck have both said individually in interviews that they are the ones that got away. And sometimes I think that can't happen, that you're just going through a life circumstance where it's not going to work out, and maybe it can down the road. I hope they work out, actually. I would like to see them get back together. Ben Affleck and J-Lo? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I hope that comes true for you then. I don't know what I think about that. You don't have a preference or no, an opinion on that situation? <laughs> Not today. I often think of which male celebrity I would like to see you end up with. Do you have any thoughts on this? I'd like your opinion. <sighs> no, I don't, actually. I haven't thought about that. There's know. someone that we've talked about a couple times that I would have liked to see you with. Who? Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler is... We would cancel each other out because he's a little bit wild like I'm a little bit wild. I would actually venture to say that Gerard Butler is more wild than I am. Really? Mm, but he's a really nice guy. John Hamm? John Hamm's a really nice guy, too. John Hamm has a girlfriend right now, I think. I did have a crush on John Hamm, though, for a long, long the, time. Those, I, those are the two that come to my mind most often. Yeah, and I had a crush on him. And then... <gasps> I have another one. Who? I don't know why, but you did Justin Long's podcast a while ago, and I just find him very attractive, and I've seen him out and about a few times, and he just has this air to him where he seems very confident, mm. and I would love to see that happen. Okay, well, I feel like you guys could have a good time together. Well, I did his podcast, and we did have a great time together. I really, really like him, but he's not really my type. What is, what is your type? Let's get into that for a bit. We talk I about that. I like a that more you... masculine. I like a guy that's first of all physically bigger than I am. Okay. I want to feel like a girl, like a dainty little lady. Yeah, I've had sex with a couple guys that were smaller than me, and I didn't really like that. 
Wasn't Ted small? Ted was short, but stout. Mm. Corpulent. So he was, no, he, he was wasn't wide. Corp- he wasn't tall. No. Okay. I <laughs> my, don't remember him being tall. My sisters always say that I like short guys, and I'm like, I do not. And then they go and list all the men I've dated, and like half of them are like five nine or five ten, but that's not really short. Chewy was short. All right. Well, if we were gonna build a guy for you, like a build a bear. Yeah, I think that people should know so they know what to keep an eye out for. You like a British guy, actually. I do. I love British guys. I like foreigners. You like black guys. What about a black British guy? What about your oh, driver? God, that would be a home run. In any of your outings this last week, did you ever go out and start a conversation? You I went did to not. Hotel Bel Air. I this was your that. homework assignment. I know, but there were no men around. And the men that were was around— Was it a lesbian convention? No, it was just I was with a girlfriend. It's hard to look and check out other guys when you're with somebody. I like to be focused on what I'm doing. She and I had a great time without men, so I did not approach a man. I'm going to do it. It's a good challenge for me. I'll find somebody to hit on. Stay tuned for that, you guys. Let's take a quick break. <sighs> Sweetheart, have you ever felt like there's a time where your advice was invasive or unwanted? Uh, yeah, all the time. That happens to me all the time. I give unsolicited advice. That's my problem. But are there certain people in your life you know, even if they aren't asking for it, need it, or want it unknowingly? Well, maybe. That's how you can justify it. But yeah, some people are receptive to it. And they go, oh, thank you. Like you always say, oh, thank you for telling me. Yeah. Because I think it's important the people in your life that you care about. Normally, if they're giving you their opinion or advice on something, it's coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. Like, no one I don't know. offer I advice to... with malice. Yeah, I think I used to do that. Probably be a little bit malicious. Well, the reason I ask is because a lot of the submissions today are people kind of either overstepping or— Perfect. Well, that's your area of expertise. Overbearing, overstepping. Yeah, or shockingly in one of them that they're disinterested in the feedback at all. So I think we should just get right into it. And our first submission comes from a woman named Kimberly. She's a night nurse at a nursing home. And she writes, Dear Chelsea, myself and several co-workers are being bullied at work. With COVID restricting so much employment, we feel stuck in our jobs. Management excuses the bad behavior as personality conflicts. It's like us around the house. Our co-worker comes on the floor and we feel it's her mission to belittle us, degrade us, and shame us. We are frontline workers in a nursing home. And it is affecting our ability to care and support for our residents with dignity and love. What do you advise? That they all need to get together. All of you guys need to join forces and stand up to the bully together, saying that this is unacceptable behavior in the middle of a pandemic, no less. Don't feed the beast. Well, I mean, it's just unacceptable that a colleague is coming on the floor belittling them and that they have to even put up with that. What do you think of the bosses disregarding the... Well, not surprising. I mean, who wants to deal with it? No boss, you know, especially at a nursing home. It's probably like really, really low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I, I agree. You just need to address it. But did I, I just use low-hanging fruit the right way? I don't know. I don't either. That doesn't seem like I did. I'm confused. I, I, I would say it probably wasn't used the right way. <laughs> but at a nursing home, I couldn't tell you what is— Well, there is definitely low-hanging fruit right, at a nursing home. Right, what's appropriate or not. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that this is one of those situations where you just kind of have to confront it head-on. Like, if it's not going away— you're going to need to address it. It reminds me of Andrew Cuomo, the bullying, you know, Mm -hmm. because I just read that article. There was a big piece on him that I just read recently. And, you know, it was just talking about the pathology of his behavior, you know, of like him being a bully to Mm -hmm. so many people for so many years in New York, because it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Andrew Cuomo. Aren't you glad you dodged that bullet? Well, I don't think I dodged the bullet as much as he dodged me because I had a crush on him. And then I talked to him on the phone a few times 
and we texted a couple times and it was very flirtatious. And I thought for sure there was going to be penetration. Well, now we know why it didn't work out because he wouldn't be able to bully you. He was like, oh, well, apparently no, he doesn't like women that throw themselves at him. He prefers to take it like all of the that stories of sexual harassment. I mean, the sexual harassment stories are him like grabbing somebody. Nobody's accusing him of sexual assault. But I did dodge a bullet. You know, when you find out all of that, you're like, oh, my God, thank God I yeah, didn't thank end God up didn't dating him, him or have sex with him even. Well, I told you from the beginning was that was not going to be a good idea. already borderline because he's 62 and I'm 46 and that's just like. His body looks like a melting candle. You can't. Well, he looks like he's transitioning it into a woman because like a lot of men that age start to look like women. Right. But a very butch woman, well, a lesbian woman. Well, his mother, basically. Yeah. If you've seen pictures of mm-hmm. his mom, he looks a lot like his mom. And so it was already like, was I going to be able to go down that road and like be able to see the things that I was going to see on his body and not, Mm. I zoomed in on so many Instagram posts and pictures to see exactly where his nipples were on his body, right? Because there was a lot of questions about his nipples and then where were they, you know, Mm -hmm. down or up. And then there are a lot of questions about, you know, the background of that mansion he lives in in Albany also and the decor. That well, was going to be a hard pill to swallow. But luckily that didn't happen. I don't know how this relates at all to the nursing home. but I think you brought up nursing homes and bullying yeah, and I immediately we went to Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, Kimberly, I think to wrap this up is you just need to address it head on yourself. If the admin and the office isn't going to do anything about it, then it takes the bully's power away. You just address it. Get your little gang of girls together, guys, whomever. Yeah, you guys have to join forces and stand up to the bully. Fuck that. As an adult being bullied, it's like, no thanks. It's these people who just want a sense of power. So if they don't have it, it's this is the exact way I think of middle school receptionists. It's like they just love and they're always like sausage finger like Sharon's like they just I would. Yeah. Like that principal's reception. Yeah. They just feel mm. like adjacent to the power. So they like to flex that muscle. I see what you're and saying. It's, so it's fucking like a annoying. crossing guard, basically yes. a crossing guard. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets way out of control with their responsibility. It's like mm-hmm. a police officer when they're directing traffic. That happens on Martha's Vineyard a lot. And it's like, OK, everybody calm down, guys. People love to be able to put someone else in a place like anytime you go to you have never experienced this, I can guarantee. But like going to do a return if you're a day over or use a coupon on something and they don't want to do it. I'm like, is this the fucking issue you want to take up yeah, right, right now? Like, is this really uh-huh. worth the it? The expiration is date it... on a coupon. Oh my God, it's so fucking annoying. Are you using coupons? Yes, I use coupons for you and you don't even know it. Oh, that's sweet, sweetheart. Yes, I'm oh. thrifty. I told you. We I have know, to be you're thrifty. economically responsible. Well, you can It doesn't be. matter how much you have, it's how much you save. And that's where I come in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway... So that's that that, that's also in? advice for everyone listening. It's not how much you have, it's how much you save. Is it so how much you save? Yes, you because you need to save. Oh, girl, please, please. Unbelievable. I'm still using the coupons. Our next submission comes from Nicole Tran. She's 25. We have her on the line, but her submission says, Hi, Chelsea. I'm a big fan of you since Chelsea Lately. That's nice. Thank you for being such a good role model. As I've gotten older, I've realized that dating men my age has gotten worse and worse, especially with the Me Too movement and bro culture. I realize I can't hate them more. Any dating advice that you would give yourself at 25? Ugh. So, Nicole, I mean, you're I'm on the line. For, I'm, oh, you are on the yeah, line? Yeah, look at, look at cute yeah. little Nicole. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi. I mean, it's so, so disappointing what men have taken 
the last couple of years with men have been so disappointing. Like, I totally feel your pain because I'm 46. I'm 21 <laughs> years older than you. And I feel exactly the way that you fucking feel. I'm like, are you fucking serious? You guys <laughs> like, are you guys going to be this disappointing for us for the rest of our lives? We're telling you that you need to start behaving in a different way. We're trying to help you win. And they still won't fucking listen. Yeah, it can't be easier than that. And that's the funny thing. Like you're literally giving them the advice that they need and it it's still more disappointing. Like it, these are the tools that you need to be better. And then they make it about themselves again. Yes, yes. Women <laughs> yes. have quite literally given men a roadmap to get laid and they still get lost. Like where, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what you want. Be like, I, I know, actually just I told you. It's like, I want to fuck all you guys and you're ruining it. You're blowing it. <laughs> all of you guys are blowing it because we, it's like women want you to succeed yet like straight white men do not understand what the fuck is going on. They oh, like are so never. resistant. Like this one guy in Canada, I was talking to this one guy in Canada and we were skiing and he said, he goes, it does feel like a little bit like reverse discrimination on the subject of white male patriarchy, oh. blah, blah. He goes, it does feel like I understand everything needs to be equal, but it does but. feel like reverse <laughs> discrimination. And I just looked at him and thought like, well, I didn't think I said, you know, first of all, you're OK with discrimination as long as it's not reverse, you know, just saying it like that's the problem. It's like, yeah, that's what needs to happen is reverse discrimination for a period of time until things become equitable, like in a real way. Like, you know, anyway, don't get me fucking started, obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, who was the last person you dated? I at this point, I'm just like not dating. Yeah, like yeah. I've been just like trying to date people and just like on dating apps, but then it would, I would go and get drinks with people and then it just gets weird. Like people will just say really stalkerish stuff and I feel like they would lock me in their basement and I just get out of there. <laughs> in your submission, you mentioned that you live in a college town. Yeah. To me, that speaks volumes about the type of men who are going to be lingering around your area. So it's a lot of like guys yes. in arrested development who are <laughs> clinging to their college days if they've graduated or it's guys in college, in which case like yeah. you can't, you can't no, be bothered you can't with that. you can't date younger guys at 25 because oh, no. they're too stupid. No. And I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So like everything is just like, everything is just a huge campus. So everyone's either extremely young or everyone is completely like a frat for life. So they just hire everyone who will never grow up. And it's disappointing. Can I ask for, because you're both on dating apps. I'm obviously not on a dating app. But you should be. Is there, <laughs> yeah, I'll see how well that goes over. <laughs> Do people not meet through friends anymore? Is it only like the accessibility that you and whoever else is on the dating app know that you're both looking? So is it the convenience? I just don't understand why no one is hooked up with through mutual friends who kind of understand what you might be into. I think the hardest part with that is like if something goes wrong and then it doesn't work out, then it's just awkward for the rest of your life. And like you're just asking like, oh, was that so and so going to be there? And then you just have to like dodge out of a party or like dodge out of a. Yeah. And I think people have to have a knack for setting people up. It's not as like. None natural. of your friends do. No, my friends don't set me up, which I think speaks more about my personality <laughs> than it does. Well, theirs. they try. Well, do and they? the guys are. Yeah, Sophie there have tries. been a, there have been a few, Allison, with... there have been a few and they're yeah, just yeah, not yeah, quite yeah. right. They think I'm like, listen, guys, this is my friends will try and set me up. I'm like, ah, uh, this is a little too middle age, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and they're like, you are middle age. I'm like, ah, uh, no, I'm fucking not. OK, not <laughs> in my head. 
But you know what? Just take a break because I think a lot of women feel the way you feel about men. And you just need to like take a break and wait for like a crush to develop naturally. You know what I mean? So that you can be reintroduced to the idea of flirtation. Dating apps are just like, it's like COVID. It's like fatigue. You know, you have like, they become so boring and rote and it's just adds to the day-to-day mundaneness that everyone kind of is feeling psychologically because of quarantining and et cetera. So I would say take a break and, you know, just try and focus on yourself actually. Cause that's never bad when you take some time and just like try and get like healthy, you know what I mean? Get grounded, read books and stuff. You always get a prize at the end of that, which will hopefully come in the package of a man that you want to have sex with. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. And if not, then you're not out any of that energy that you would have invested into the man because you've invested in it to yourself. That's true. So it's a real win either way. Exactly. It's a win-win. That's very accurate. When in doubt, invest in yourself. That's going to be our the hashtag for this podcast if, if I believed in hashtags. Maybe you could keep us posted on your next few dates. Yeah, yeah. And circle back. Tell us what happens. I just told you to take a break, though. You're giving me conflicting advice now. When it does happen. Okay, right. Yeah, Yeah. keep us posted. We want all of our callers to keep us posted as to their progress. That's a good idea. Perfect. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you, Nicole. Nicole. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Again, a totally, really normal, reasonable person. I just really am interested. Like, I like these callers. Everyone has the same issues. And this is what I don't understand with people. I don't think everyone has the same issues. I think they're common that everyone is facing some of the same hurdles with, especially dating. Well, you're I mean, not having like, that problem because you're in a relationship. Yes, but everyone who's on these apps, it's like everyone wants to be in a relationship or find someone, yet they spend all their time texting on it and they never set anything up. I talked to a friend recently who had said the same thing, that he had been talking to this guy for like weeks on a dating app. I said, well, have you tried to set a date? And he's like, yeah, well, here and there, you know, we'll talk about it. I'm like, I would exchange two messages before I said like, hey, let's meet here. I'm available like this time these weeks. Do you want to get together? If the whole point is to date, you can't fucking do that through a phone. So you're going to have to get out and do something. You're actually very good with that. You normally, if you're into someone, you meet them right away for a drink or dinner or something. I'm sorry. I was just reading a text from my brother who said he was on the way, his way to get his birth certificate. Did you see that text from Roy? No. He said, hi, guys. Sorry for the late reply. I was playing basketball, and then I'm on my way to Elizabeth to get my birth certificate. Ask him if he can find your parents' marriage certificate. That would be really handy. Can you find? Just so you know, we need the marriage certificate because we've been trying to get Chelsea's German citizenship. Any citizenship from any country. I want it. She'll go anywhere. An additional passport is always welcome. And we can't find her parents' marriage certificate. I don't know if they did it off the books or what, but we've searched basically every county in New Jersey. Considering that they're my parents, they probably aren't even fucking married and were lying to us about that also. You know, I have a brother I found out about, right, that I didn't know? I just found out about that recently. I'm always learning new things about you, sweetheart. Yeah, I'll focus on the brothers I do have. Oh, great. Well, why don't you see if this brother that you do have can find the marriage certificate? Oh, right, right. Because my brother Roy, my brother Roy can't, he doesn't even know where his own birth certificate or driver's license is. He's never going to be able to find something that may not even exist. Maybe we're gonna he have will. Roy. We're going to have Roy call into the show because I want you to hear my brother, Roy. He's the oldest by default because my other brother, you know, died. So Roy became the oldest when my other brother died. And at my brother's funeral, my grandfather came over and was like, Roy, you're the oldest now. You're in charge. And all of the rest of the siblings were like, uh, no, no, he's <laughs> fucking not. He's stoned all the time. This is when he was a teenager. And so we were like, he's so not the oldest and he's not in our family dynamic. He's like... 
basically the baby. Even though I'm the baby, he's the baby. So I want him to tell you his story because he's been in Palau, living in Palau for like the last few years. Yeah, I've never met him. He has a very interesting shaped head and he's really sweet and adorable and very funny in his really quiet, funny way. I want you to give him advice because I don't give my brother advice anymore. They're all like, you know, we're all done. Do they just check out? We just want to support him and we want him to be happy. Okay. That's a, I mean, that's a good stance to take. I don't even know if he wants advice, but he likes to talk. So unsolicited, (laughs) he'll he'll get it. So hopefully he'll be able to call in one of these days. Well, until Roy calls, we have Sergio on the phone. He is in his 30s. He's from New York. And he writes, Dear Chelsea, oh, this is perfect. Sibling complexities. Dear Chelsea, how do you make sure to not overburden your siblings? I want to find balance between being a mentor to them and just being an older gay brother. Sergio. Hi. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. How are you? Good, good. Here in the city, enjoying the weather. Well, Sergio, what's going on with your siblings? How many do you have? What's the deal? Uh, I have way too many siblings. So I have six sisters, two are younger and one older brother. Uh, so I'm trying to find the balance between like being that gay older brother for my two younger sisters, but not too uh, out there for them, you know, talking about my sex life or anything like that. Right. Okay. So you have six sisters. Yes. And then you have two younger. Yes. So how many altogether? Uh, eight. My parents didn't know about birth control, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, and a lot of people didn't seem to know about birth control. <laughs> Guess who does know about it? I do. <laughs> well, you're gay, Brandon. You yeah. probably have more to say on this topic before I mansplain it. Well, I mean, it's all going to be about your dynamic with your individual siblings. I think a lot of times you just adjust to the different personalities and the dynamic you have with that sibling. Like, I have three sisters all with very different personalities. So what I give them of myself is different. My one sister is very sensitive, Kaja, and we don't... How do you spell Kaja? K-A-S-Y-A. K-A-S-Y-A. Kaja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And she is just the softest, sweetest little thing. But she gets very bogged down with anything too emotional. So I keep it very light with her. And my sister Kayla, I can talk to you about anything. Like she gets the very gay side of me. She will get my unfiltered opinion on her life. And I know she's good with that. My sister Brooke, she's older. So I'm the one normally like giving her advice. Actually, for the first time, we had like a really personal conversation about my life recently. And she's like, oh, this is such a strange conversation because normally we're talking about my stuff and not yours. So I think that it really just depends on your relationship with each of those siblings. Mm, Yeah, that's actually good advice. Uh, I can definitely see that with my younger sister, Jenny. I have a close relationship with her, but I would just never want to hear from her, like about her dating life, like her telling me if she's having, you know, intimate relationships or something like that. That'd just be really weird. Your family's very open with things. Yeah, are we? Yeah, I guess we are with like sex talk and stuff. But only like the girls with the girls. Like we're not talking to my brothers about hooking up. Yeah, you're not you calling know, Glenn after a, calling a, a, after a Ryer hookup. <laughs> like I just had the best sex. But I also just to the point, since this was kind of your last note on the gay aspect. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. such a minor part of those interactions. And so I wouldn't let that be what dictates your relationship or interaction with your sisters. Like you have to be authentically who you are. And that's one area I wouldn't want you to like temper or play down just to appease someone else. Like if that's you, you need to just be you in those relationships and they'll love you for that. I would say you don't have to worry about that in those interactions. 
Yeah, I think the most difficult part would be like, I can't really show up my grander profile or something like that. You know, I can't. Right. I mean, maybe that's something you keep to yourself, though. Not everyone needs to see like the dick pics and messages. Yeah, I and... think your question, the really at the root yeah. of your question, Sergio, is the sexual stuff. Yeah. Are you supposed to share that? And the answer is no. Let's not. No. Let's go with not sharing with your siblings your the sexual explicit encounters. sexual. Explicit, yeah. exactly. But like Brandon. The, the meeting someone on Grinder or those like interactions, like oh, I've met someone on this app, Grinder, whatever it is. You just don't need to say like that you got penetrated in a back alley, like you. You can keep those things to yourself. Yeah, That's you not can say I met a guy, I'm dating a guy, or I'm going on a date, right? Yeah. Or going out with yeah. a guy, right? Yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Okay. It's a wrap on that, Case Sergio. Closed. Case Thanks. closed, Sergio. All right, fantastic. Problem Thank you. solved. Good luck to you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Words today are hard for us. Uh, are they? Well, low-hanging fruit. I don't. I still don't know. That's what a we... phrase, not really a word, though. And well, that's... it's a combination of words. Yeah. Well, it means a couple different things. There's a literal translation, and then there's the metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I think we should take a quick break. Okay, our next submission is from Jonathan. He's 26. He lives in California, and he has some issues with his mom. His submission says, Dear Chelsea, I came out in 2014. My mom tried giving me an ultimatum to change or get kicked out. So I tried to change. I actually went to conversion therapy. My mom tried to get me to go into the military. She made me quit work and stay at home for 24-7. After I'd had enough, I told her that I cannot change for her. She got all my stuff and threw it out into the garage port. My dad had to come pick me up and help me out. About a year later, me and my mom kind of got close again. Then someone told her about me being too, quote unquote, out there with my sexuality, and she stopped talking to me again. Should I ever forgive her if she asks for another chance? And he includes a photo of her throwing all of his stuff out into the garage port. So, Jonathan, are you there? I am here. How are you guys? Hi, Hi Jonathan. Jonathan. How'd you guys' day go in? Well, I'm so glad that Brandon's here because this seems like another question that you should take the lead on, Brandon, because... We've had a couple of submissions that... Lean gay. Yeah, so gay I, 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 I've been I've been fielding those. You have beautiful teeth, by the oh, way. Thank you. I appreciate it. The reason why, yeah, I don't want to jump in because that's what a man would do. A white man would jump in. A white straight man would jump in and say, oh, why don't I answer this question about being gay and Puerto Rican? That, right. And they would go, this <laughs> well, is Puerto what Rican, you should do. Well, I'm not Puerto Rican, but I am gay. Well, right. But if you were Puerto Rican. And I don't want to act like a white man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's bad enough what's going on. But we do work in cahoots. So, so, anyway, so yes. her perspective will also uh, yeah. be important. But... I mean, I'm so sorry that this is the type of advice that you need. I have a very complicated relationship with my mother, so I'm like, f I fully understand how difficult that dynamic can He's be. He's had to call the police on his mother before, yeah. and he has. It's very tricky. And I understand also with the gay aspect and their reception of that and how that can also burden the relationship, even though it shouldn't. So now you're responsible for trying to get that relationship back on course for something that's, you know, natural. In regard to everything that you went through after your coming out, I think you really need to let go of. So, like, you included the photo. I understand that it was a painful situation and to be treated that way and go through the conversion therapy and try to fix something that is inherent to you. But holding on to that just takes up space. And it doesn't, it doesn't do anything positive for you. So the longer you hold on to it, and this is just very consistent when people are writing in with things that have happened in the past, you have to let go of it for yourself, not for your mom. She is, you know, irrelevant in this scenario. But if you if you harbor those feelings, you know, negative feelings toward the circumstances you went through, like Chelsea says, you, you have to spin it. Exactly. And you have to make that a positive thing. Like you went through all this to hopefully help someone else. Oh, yeah. You know, these circumstances and situations you're writing in, someone else is experiencing this. 
and hopefully we'll take something of it who's listening and say like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to try and change who I am for someone else. Exactly, exactly. And I think some of the hardest things, like my mom would even say some of the worst things, she told me straight to my face, I'd rather have you be a drug addict than be gay. She told one of her friends that this is the worst things that happened since my brother died of cancer. So all these comparisons, it's just like, what is honestly going through your own head, you know, like that you have such a mental... But you can see how damaged that person mm-hmm. is. If they would really want you to be a drug addict rather than just be happy, like who you fuck does not affect her. Exactly. And that's just like the exactly. fact of the matter. And that's something we all have to deal with in the LGBTQIA community, that why is our personal life so... IA? What? Wait, Q2? What? Yeah. LGBTQIA. Lesbian, gay, transgender, asexual, intersex... I see I'm bad with it too. And now they're not a crossroad. <laughs> Intersex. Intersex. Mm-hmm. And then you said another letter. LGBTQI asexual. What did I miss A-A- in there? I missed something, Jonathan. I would say LGBTQIA plus because there's so many different. So I thought many you now. said AI and I was like, I thought you meant artificial. artificial. There could be. We don't so know. Like, but what? we just need to I mean, include I everyone. I know. AI could be a thing in the future. You never know. Yeah. You know, that's something also to hop on, Jonathan, is that like when somebody I also want to ask you about conversion therapy, when somebody is really can't give you love or demonstrate love like that's about them. That's more of a reflection of them than it has anything to do with you. And then what goes on at conversion therapy at Mike Pence conversion therapy? Oh, God. Can't even deal with that guy. But so with my mom, no, luckily we don't fucking have to anymore. My mom would actually send me to our local church, and I was raised in Tatchby, which is a small town east of Bakersfield, California. And pretty much, they just read me scriptures from the Bible over and over and over again, saying, "This is wrong. What you're doing, you know, you need to change your ways. You're going to go to hell. Like all this stuff." Oh my like, God, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Literally two hours a day, my mom sent me to go do that. And listening to people, somebody reading the Bible. Can you think of anything more? Unpleasant. No, but it is so damaging to these. I mean, again, they're just trying to recondition some, something that can't be reconditioned because it's not it's not a learned habit. Exactly. So it's not like a behavior like, you know, being kind to someone that hopefully you can teach yeah, you, through certain exercises like this is really just it's a mental breakdown that they're trying to kind of reduce Aww. you to Definitely. your smallest part. But the other aspect of this was your relationship with your mom and if you should give her another chance. And that's something that no one can answer. It's something I go through with my sisters on a daily basis because we all have a very complicated relationship with my mom. Yeah. And my response to them is always when they call and ask what I should do or what they should do in a certain situation is you have to do what feels right to you in exactly. that moment. Because I don't want to give you my opinion because it's not how I'm feeling or what I'm going through with her. So that's very personal Definitely. to you. But I would say you have to safeguard exactly. yourself. And that's what I do. So you only give her so much so she can't habitually hurt Definitely. you. And you also don't want someone like that to be able to leverage your insecurity or your what they perceive as your weaknesses to get what they want. Definitely. So it's all about how you enter those interactions and the circumstances you set. So for me, like if I was in your position, what I would say is until you can verbally accept who I am, and who I'm going to be with, there is no relationship. Definitely. Like that is that is the basis. Like that's the least you could do. And once you could do that, then we can move forward. Exactly. And it's not going to be easy, but at least then you are on level footing with your sexuality. If that's exactly. the catalyst for all these issues, she either needs to accept it or don't. Definitely. And I think the hard part is now because so she moved from California all the way to Wyoming. So she's living her best life there. But her, my sister, my sister all converted to Mormonism. 
So Ugh, they're so just okay. Somebody. So boring. I have Mormons in my family. My mom was Mormon and my sister was Mormon. She's slowly snapping out of it. But my best girlfriend is Mormon. Oh, right. Yeah. She I bet she lives in Park, and Park she's City. Very, yeah. She lives in a suburb and she. So not Park City. No, but she flies a rainbow flag every year for me and my partner. Like she's very progressive. So it seems like your mom was like off her rocker before the Mormonism. So, I mean, it seems like it's probably not going to help. Yeah. But that's something personal to her that like no religion should impact her feelings toward her son. Exactly. Exactly. So Mormon or not, she's dealing with some shit of her own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, you know, growing up, she listened to Sean Hannity every day. Like, and I think it was hard because she would always, you know, use the word faggot and stuff. And like me sitting in the next to her in the car, just knowing what her feelings are. I'm like, she's talking about me. And so I never brought it up to her attention growing up and stuff, or, you know, I always had, even had like to hide my voice because I always felt it was too feminine and things like that. So now that I'm out though, I'm like so happy and proud. Like I've never been happier. I've been healthier. I have never been healthier. And yeah, you, you know. look healthy and you look like you have like a good amount of self-confidence. So like oh, yeah. go with that. Yeah. Don't let her bad state of affairs affect your positivity and your vibe, you know, because exactly. all you can control is your reaction. And so let her do her thing. And when she earns the right to probably be around you, you'll know. Exactly. And, um, you know, I remember some of the things she would tell me, she's like, you know, you're not going to be successful in life. I just graduated last year with my bachelor's. I'm doing my master's right now. So it's like, you know what? Congratulations. Thank yeah. you guys. And I'm like, you know, proving that to myself, but also, you know, in a way it's kind of like in my back burner, proving her wrong too. So it's like, you know, yeah. we'll step out of time doing things for myself uh, and making myself better. Yeah. Well, good for you. That's so unfortunate that you have to go prove your mother wrong, but you know what? Sometimes it's just the motivation you need. Exactly. I love it. All right. Well, Shabbat Shalom. It was great talking to you. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jonathan. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Bye, Jonathan. I feel like we're saving the world, Brandon, one gay man at a time. Hopefully. I mean, there are just so many issues in the gay community. That could be an entire episode. Well, obviously. I mean, yeah. It's a lot to unpack. I mean, I still deal with it on a daily basis, but... What kind of issues are you dealing with on a daily basis? I mean, like body issues. I think that's a huge one in the gay community. Just the expectation of what you should look like because most gay men are Under Armour mannequins brought Mm -hmm. to life. Right, right. Well, it's the same thing for girls. You know who's not suffering from that? Body dysmorphia and body image problems? White males. Andrew Cuomo. White men. (laughs) White men over 50. They're not suffering from that. There's nothing more upsetting to me than when I see this beautiful woman who, you know, takes the time to maintain herself. Thank you, sweetheart. It's you. And... They have to fuck these men who they married 20 years ago who are probably in like fine shape, but then just let themselves go like, oh, it's not my it's a woman's responsibility to uphold herself. But I can look like Like a a fucking garbage bag, fucking pig. It's so gross. With my legs splayed open on a sofa, you know, like men should do whatever they can to avoid women from ever seeing the outline of their balls. Yeah. And that means sitting in a way that no one will see your balls. And when men disrespect that silent rule that we thought we had an agreement, but we don't. As usual, which is just another thing that men don't seem to be understanding. That's why you can't have a lazy boy in your house. I mean, as soon as you incorporate a fucking recliner. Yeah, then things get real dicey, real fast. I bet your dad had a recliner. Oh, he did. My dad had a recliner. Of course he did. Oh, yeah. I could just see him sitting in that right now. That is the furniture embodiment of... Men. He would sit there on a Sunday morning with like a bagel, you know, my mom would make him a bagel with like lox and cream cheese and he would put it on the armchair, have the New York Times splayed out and just be like sitting there like a fucking king, you know, while my mom did everything and we had a nice lazy Sunday. But 
just eating, you know, putting the plate on his stomach and then reading the paper That's all so gross. at the same time. Oh, you know what I just thought of? Oh, so gross. What? These men who, like, in the gym, in the locker room, these older men who walk around, and you know they're doing it at their house too, is they put these boxers on and they're like balls or Can dick. Can you not, please? I don't I don't want to even have this kind of imagery right now. I well, mean, I just said I don't want to talk about balls at all. And now you're making me think of But look imagery. at the, right. This is this no, is no, the way no. they walk around. As soon as you say old men and lockers, I think of balls and I don't want to. So let's steer this in a different direction. Well, it's actually a wrap on the show for today. So is it? it is. Oh, okay. Well, that's perfect timing. So let's go out on that. No Balls Thursday. For anyone who does want to write in, they can do that at Dear Chelsea Project, D-E-A-R-C-H-E-L-S-E-A-P-R-O-J-E-C-T at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea Project at gmail.com. That's wonderful. 